we go. Del and Dad Talk Doctrine. I'm Del. I'm Dad. I have been in church my whole life, never read the Bible, and I'm reading it for the first time. Don't hold it against me. Asking him questions as I do it. I'm the cult leader, and I'm just here to respond to the best of my ability. Uh, cult leader of cult.love. Cult.love is a supplement for big church. You can email us at info at cult.love if you have any questions. One of us will answer. This is episode number six. We're finishing off the tail end of Matthew chapter one and getting into Matthew chapter two if we have time. All right. Um, we were just talking about angels, uh, just that that's like a very common way of God talking to people, even in Matthew, which surprised me, but makes sense now because you're saying it's kind of part of the Tanakh. Mm -hmm. God's still working with them in the same way. Mm -hmm. So... The, to, so Matthew actually technically kind of reads like the Old Testament. Yeah. I should kind of see it that way. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, there's a lot of things like uh, specifying and this fulfilled this prophecy, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus, that Jesus was born of a virgin or mm -hmm. whatever. One that was particularly confusing to me is all the things that Jesus is called. He's like called a Nazarene. He's called, oh, this is chapter two though. Chapter one kind of ends with him being called Emmanuel, which is God with us. And then it's Jesus too. Mm -hmm. it, are they the same word? Why no. are there two names? Uh, one is hearkening back to uh, the Old Testament, Emmanuel and meaning. And so he gives you the translation of what that means, God with us. And, uh, and Jesus is, uh, his name is really Yeshua in Hebrew. Okay. And, uh, and then, uh, the, in Greek, the name Yeshua is spelled Iesus. Okay. Okay. And from Iesus, we get Jesus, which is really kind of a conflated name where a J sound suddenly start replaces the I in Iesus. Mm -hmm. So you put a J where the I is and you have Jesus <laughs> and uh, his, <laughs> he's called Jesus then. And so his name really is uh, Yeshua, but the, uh, the name Jesus name Yeshua means uh, uh, salvation means savior. So, uh, he has different names. You're right. And Emmanuel means God with us. So, and he should be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. What? I don't, I'm not tracking the jump from Emmanuel to Yeshua. It's what like saying, uh, my name is Sean and it means God's gracious gift. Okay. That's what it means. Uh, and, and it's Emmanuel. Why don't we call him Emmanuel? Because that's not the game, the name that he was uh, prophesied to have or the name that Joseph was told to name him. Mary was told to name him. It was Yeshua. And because that name means salvation, but it's like a, a Hebrew nickname. He shall be called. It's like, he shall be called savior too. He shall I be called see. Lord too. Emmanuel is not like a name. No, like a, it's a title. Descriptor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, good question um, though. Okay, well, that's kind of all I have for chapter one. It, it helps to go into chapter two a little bit. Two! Two. Um, what is the significance of Bethlehem? Just uh, broadly. Yeah. It was prophesied it was pro that he would come from Bethlehem. And Nazareth and... Uh, Egypt, 
he there's like seven different places where mm-hmm. he comes from galilean there's Galilee, all sorts of things. yeah, yeah. Why? it's it's like vicinity it's like he, part of that vicinity includes part of those areas he spent some time in egypt because uh, his parents fled from Herod and he spent some time uh, he was born in Bethlehem because there was no room for him in the inn and there's all these things and it it works but when you just read he was born here and if you just take that literally and exclude all the rest of the information you'll think you're reading a contradiction but you're not it's like saying um, I was born in Los Angeles okay I was but I was really born in Montebello, which is part of Los Angeles. Okay. okay. It's kind of like that. He came and he was in these different places where he came out of like Egypt. Mm-hmm. So it's all true, mm-hmm. but you have to see it in the context of the whole story. But, and those were all prophecies. Like he was not like, all of them, but, oh. but Bethlehem was Bethlehem. Yeah. It kind of says, and it he though. should be called a Nazarene. Yeah. Yeah. He should be called a Nazarene. Um, it out of Egypt, I have called Egypt, you. Called out of e- Sorry, yeah. I can't. No, that. and that all is prophetic. Those are prophetic, but some of it's not. Like Galilean is not necessarily prophetic. Even Bethlehem Ephrata, which is citing the Old Testament, there's there's like wiggle room. Okay. If you want to be a literalist and have it on the nose, there's mm-hmm. some wiggle room in those things, but I think they're all pretty answerable. Now, we talked about genealogies. Mm-hmm. You cannot answer the genealogy that Matthew gives compared to Luke. They are in contradiction to each other. Are you serious? Yeah, they are. And they'll say, well, that's because one was for Joseph's genealogy and one was for Mary, but it still doesn't account for the contradiction. And there there will be pastors who say, no, we can solve it. I'm telling you now, hand to God, they cannot solve it. So the word is not perfect in that sense. Now, Perhaps we are misinterpreting something in how we've translated names, places, and placements. We could have put one name ahead of another one wrongly. But bottom line, there are contradictions between those two accounts that can't be fixed. Hmm. Yeah, just a- That seems like something that you would plainly not have a contradiction about. I know. and But at the same time, I like that thought. But at the same time, to me, it shows lack of collusion. Because yeah. those contradictions show that individuals were writing mm-hmm. and there were men and they were inspired to write. But again, they brought their flavor to the table. And the fact that it isn't on the nose on every account says to me, that shows that it's more of a natural revelation that we're taking mm-hmm. the gist from rather than perfect harmony. I don't see per- – and that's what evangelicals will try to preach. Yeah. And you can't get it. And this is how you – have come to this idea of <clears throat> principles. The principle of it is in part, it plays a little part, but it's not the big one. Mm. Uh, but nevertheless, it does play a part mm. because if you start trying to be a biblical literalist, there's a group called King James only us. And they'll mm. say that is perfect. There are so many holes you could blast your way through it. And so what it does is if you had cut your teeth on those teachings as a kid and then you found out differently, you'll walk from the faith. Mm. So let's just speak about it right now. You cannot make everything stand on all fours in that Bible. Okay. It would be nice. You're doing this as we go, but it's nice to have like what other people think to like explain. They think 
Well, one, the King James only is think that the King James translators translated the manuscripts that we have perfectly. Okay. <laughs> and it is maniacal. Now, I, they have some rights to that, yeah. but it's not perfect. Then there's people who say, well, you know, and, and it's just, again, like everything. Seven billion different opinions. Seven billion different right. opinions. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the significance of Herod? Did he have... Ooh. Herod, okay. Um, before Jesus was born, mm -hmm. there was one Herod, Herod the Great. Mm -hmm. And he was one bad dude, all right? Mm -hmm. But as a means to kind of appease the Jews, he was over that whole area. He started building Herod's temple. As he got older, he passed that off to four or three of his sons. I think it was four. And they're all called Herods. Okay. It's just like a title. It's just like oh, okay. Pharaoh. Okay. Okay. So they're all called Herod and it gets very confusing. And let's just leave it at that. I can't remember, but they were all uh, kind of acting at a time when Jesus was alive and started his ministry. Okay. And they're all over different areas. Okay. This isn't like a prophecy that it's a... It's this guy that's the king. There's something that says Herod. I don't know. Yeah. Let's I don't know because uh, I haven't studied Matthew for a, a while, but I don't remember if there's an Old Testament prophecy specific to him. Certainly not by name. There could be something that alludes to him in power or being something like that, but I don't remember what it, what it, what it might be. Okay. Um, another thing, I'm kind of going chronologically through Good. the chapter. So who the heck are the wise men and why are they wise? Mm. Who who are they? No, no. No one knows. No. You don't know why they're called wise. There's now the Orthodox Church, the Catholic Church, in ten fifty four, ten fifty six, there was a schism mm. and Orthodox Church, Eastern Church, Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox broke off from the Catholics. They think they know the names of the wise men. Yeah. What the heck? Is that, that's not the main reason they broke off. No, oh, no. It's one of them. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And so again, here on earth, we have the Orthodox saying, we're the true church. We have the Catholic saying, we're the true church. And, okay. But nevertheless, uh, the wise men we can only make conjecture mm. they were older jesus was older when they came to him he wasn't a baby lying in the manger like the myth shows he was older like a child how do we know that because the chronology on the dates it, and scholars have done it show that he wasn't lying in the manger when they came because it like took him time to travel yeah, find the star find the star they get caught by herod first. they get caught so by herod for he's yeah. trying to kill all babies under two yeah. so there's a whole bunch of stuff but the myth that we put together is just for convenience sake that they came and they offer the baby gold myrrh and frankincense no yeah. It doesn't it calls him a baby though? I think it calls him a paidon in the Greek, and I think it's a child, a young oh, child. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. That yeah. is not what you're picturing. No, when you, hear the story. And, you know that's the thing, and why we're called a cult because we go against the traditions of men. But I mean, even the songs that we've created, oh, uh, 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 the way yeah, yeah, no crying he makes. He was a human. He cried. He was a baby, he cried, you know. So all of that stuff's fabricated, but the wise men, no idea. Mm. I think they were named Manny Mo and Jack, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, so Herod, 
I am assuming he's just so bent out of shape because he someone else is being called king. Is that all it is? Yeah. And purely. Well, I mean, you could tie in a supernatural thing that Satan, because devils, demons, and angels, and Satan are all still part of the narrative of the Jews. Mm -hmm. And so Satan could have entered his heart to try to kill this baby, which is a picture or a type of when Moses was called and all the babies were killed then too. Mm. See, so you have fulfillment in these things happening. Mm. And, and and many people believe that when Herod called out for Jesus or all the Jews' children to be killed in that time, uh, that it's a reflection of what happened with Moses before. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of that in the between the Old Testament and the New. Hmm, that's not That one's not really specified. No, it's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and by the way, many uh, critics of Christianity and scripture think that there's no historical record of the slaughter of babes that's mentioned here in Matthew. Yeah. And just to let our audience know, I mean, there, I don't know if there really is or not. When I taught it, I remember uh, thinking, yeah, it's kind of up in the air. We don't know because I don't think we don't have, we have any empirical secular history that says, and this was the slaughter of babes. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that you'd think you'd have a record of. You'd think you'd have a record of it, uh, but there's the other idea that it was a small area. Herod learned that the child was born in in uh, Nazareth or, or whatever, Bethlehem. Yeah. And so he just slaughtered maybe 10 babies yeah. and it just didn't make national news. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't on the feed. Okay. Um I was going to ask you about more dreams, but we've kind of covered that. Dreams? Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, the same thing as the angels. There's tons of dreams. Yeah. It's the same thing. So. It, no, it's an important thing. I'm glad Is you it? touched that. Yeah. Because uh, dreams, visions, angels, manifestations from heaven, all of that stuff, huge in the Hebrew mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. But by the time Jesus comes, they had become so freaking mystical and so they were tripping on all kinds of stuff that wasn't true. Jesus came and he's constantly correcting them with their ideas that they supposedly had as the chosen nation. He's like, you guys are, uh, are are the leaders of the nation and you don't understand this, but, um, it does seem to be that in his day, those things were prevalent and dreams and visions and angels and demons and, and possessions and all that was very big. Of course, you know, I don't believe that stuff is the same today. It was fulfilled and Jesus has had the victory over that. But nevertheless, this is the problem with Christians reading Matthew and seeing those things and then trying to insert those experiences in our day. Yeah. Are these sorts of things, do they come up in post Acts chapter 10? They do because Jesus hasn't had the full victory yet. He hasn't bound Satan and cast him into the lake of fire. That doesn't happen until Revelation. Mm-hmm. So from Paul to Revelation, all of this stuff is still happening. It's still the same. Yeah, still it's the same. Only when, like, the economy of the Jews and how they worked with the law and everything carried through after Jesus's time. Absolutely. Until his return. Until his return, because at his return, what happened? Jerusalem the city of peace, the temple destroyed, Mm. genealogies destroyed, everything destroyed. And it ended that whole former economy Mm -hmm. to replace it with the one that that God calls his New Testament. So what I was kind of having, I was recently um, argued with that that doesn't make sense that we would still be under a sort of law 
even if so if jesus hasn't returned like you might suggest i someone might suggest someone might suggest i was um saying we would still be under the law in some form right but we, we would have to be very strict about how we were keeping the bride clean. super strict right we would be under what we would call the law of the apostolic records okay okay and that's a different law though that's a different the argument back to me was that that's a different law and it looks different than what what, what is that law then? okay we have the law that god gave moses to give to the jews okay okay then we have jesus come and he teaches a new way to love okay. then we have paul peter james john leading the tr the bride they give them specific things they must do in order to be right worthy pure holy and to be taken by christ when he comes okay that's the law that you were speaking of to yeah. whoever this was and they were saying well that's a different no i mean they there's they say there's seven things that you do with a, a widow to make sure she's yeah. a widow indeed okay they wash feet then they, uh, they do all sorts of things then by the apostle's mouth to that bride that should be done today if Jesus hasn't come back. So it's still sort of legalistic. They were under a lot of expectations by the apostles to be pure. So you were right with whoever you were talking to. But they're different, <clears throat> different expectations. Yeah, it's not the Ten Commandments. Yeah. It's not the 316 commandments the Jews had. It's a, it's a, it's the apostolic rule over the church, mm -hmm. because Jesus ha uh, had to come back and take her. This guy was citing something in Galatians. Do you know what it would have been? Probably the laws fulfilled, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Right, and yeah. that's fine. But nevertheless, they still were under apostolic rule to do the things the apostles did. Those were laws, mm. and and even to have apostles. Mm. You know, Jesus. So the argument is, Jesus had a church, and he called twelve men to go and guide it, right? Until he came back and took his bride. Well, if he hasn't come back, we should still have those men guiding and leading us. Mm. The Mormons say we do we've got them yeah. but they're not anywhere near the same as the apostles of that time and there's descriptions of what an apostle is that's right isn't that like they knew jesus they had a personal <laughs> teaching witness of his resurrected body oh my god yeah. so the guys here in utah who call themselves apostles are farces how did they get around that well we're a special witness spiritually we understand it's just uh... hocus pocus so you are absolutely right and i'm, I'm only scratching the surface yeah. of what was expected of those believers then. And besides um, that, if you go to uh, Revelation chapter two and three, Jesus himself says to the churches that were on the earth at that time, you better do this and their laws. And if you don't, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you behind. You're not going to be taken by me. Very dogmatic, right? Mm -hmm. So we either are that or we're not. Great question. All right. Are we out of time? Did you not set? No. See, she has issue. some disability. We, we didn't talk about Delaney's disabilities. She, I mean, yeah, she's got her master's and all. She's most educated, and and but she has some disabilities. <laughs> Consistency on some simple things are not one of them. There's too much going on. You can set the time. Yeah, yeah, really. Now it comes to me. She's like her mother. Okay, well, let's move on to the next. I think we we've gone over that episode. Yeah. Cult.love. See you next time.